Snack break! Snack break! <laughs> oh! This day! There's a scene in Rick and Morty, season three, when they go on this adventure. It starts off the entire episode just like what just happened. Like, they go on this adventure like normal, and they're, like, about to die. And Rick's like, just just use this thing, blah, 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 blah. And, like, Rick usually has a plan, but in this time he doesn't plan- get a plan. They save the princess, they get an award. It's like the end of Star Wars, where they're putting on the medals. Award ceremony, and they get into the car and they close the door. <laughs> and they just go... Ah! Oh my gosh! That's how I feel exactly today. What you just did, dude. Well, welcome to Snack Break with Dan and Tate. It's the soothing sleep sounds edition. Welcome to with the, the sound sounds of, rain. of the pitter pattering rain. Listen to the birds mm. as they pitter patter in their rain pools. Indeed. And of course, this is the Anchor Podcast that's recorded in my car somewhere amidst the parking lots of corporate America. Welcome in, everybody. Tate, you have to start. I got to decompress, man. My morning's been freaking unbelievable. Well, <sighs> I've hit I've hit a low. I did not work out today. I did not work out yesterday. And no, wait, I, I did work out yesterday. What is today? How is that a low? Is today Thursday? Today is so Thursday. I've only worked out once this week. Out of four days. Mm. That's that's. It's getting weird. Mm-hmm. It's getting weird. It's gonna. Are you, are you I'm gonna, scared. Are you going to crash and burn? I don't want to. What's going to happen? I don't want to crash and burn. Yesterday you were like, oh, you're looking svelte. And I was like, oh, it's working. Oh, see, and then it's you stop. Dude, that's what I do. It's working. <laughs> oh, I'm being successful at this thing. All right, well, no further reason to do this. Like, like Here's the number one proved issue. Proved it. Proved I can do it to myself. Here's the number one issue that is getting me right now is, the la- is not enough sleep. I'm an old, old man now. I require... I think I've learned that I require to go to bed at like 9.30 to 10 if I'm going to wake up at 5. Which, it also what sucks, and I don't think I need to continue this exactly the way it's been going, is that the workout thing, it's like an online suggested routine or whatever, it takes two hours to complete a day. That's weird. I, I don't think that that's that you have to spend two hours working out every day. What does Gary V do, one hour? I don't know what he does, but I'm telling you, you can, like, work out, like, 30 minutes a day and be in super good shape. With a keto diet. Yeah, I mean, that, I'm sure that... It's everything... Everything's about, 80% nutrition. Yeah. No, dude, like, try this, though. This is what I do. I, I'm on that late-night Gary V grind. Yeah. I go to bed at midnight. Yeah. I wake up at 4.30 or 5. Ow! I take a nap when I get home. That's the secret of the nap. Yeah, but you get home at... I get home at like two thirty three ish. Okay. And I usually like do whatever around the house if, if my wife needs help with something, whatever. And then I like go play with the kids. And then right around like maybe four ish, four thirty, I'm like, hey, let's go watch a Netflix, girls. And we put something on Netflix. We watch Monster Island and we snug mm-hmm. on the couch. And I fall asleep again. So I nap from like four to six. Okay. So it's cumulatively seven hours of sleep. A sure, day. Sure, sure. And then on my off days when I'm not streaming, then I'll try to go to bed at like 9 or 10. Okay. But otherwise, you know, I got I got stuff I got to do, man. I got to, I'm on that grind. And and honestly, like, my mental health's holding up uh, strangely well with that because I'm typically the type of person that needs, that needs that sleep. Yeah. Like, I need the eight hours. If yeah. I get like five, six, five, six, five, five, by the end of the week, I like, I'm a monster. And I'm like, flying off the handle about everything and i'm getting like having problems with like my anxiety and drinking lots of coffee 
lots of coffee. I'm <laughs> fueled by coffee. But you're also burning fat. So that's another thing is that when you're in ketosis, there's two things that happen in ketosis. Your body actually has more energy, but your mind is more foggy because keto ketosis. No, no, no. Opposite. I'm sorry. Sorry. Opposite. Ke- uh, keto and ketones, your brain can like use those. And so my mom has had prog- people that go through a program where they specifically come in to get into ketosis so they can like finish their law bar exam. Yeah, dude. I feel the mental clarity. I feel a lot more mental energy. I don't feel like necessarily more physical energy, like okay. to do things. I think it's there. It should be more sustained. It shouldn't be I like think... sugar burning will be like, bam. Quick, right. No, no, no. Whoa. It is. It is. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't notice it just because it's like steady now. You're like, whoa. it's like a very consistent level of energy throughout the day. Can go longer. I can go longer. But my main thing that I notice is the actual mental energy, meaning yeah. we all have a certain amount of like yeah. thinking that we can do about things before our brain is just like, okay, we're done. Now you will veg no matter how hard you try. And I hit that almost never now. Yeah. Or if I do, it's after much more extreme thinking. Like before I felt like before I even left the office, I was like completely zapped Mm. of all mental energy. That's actually like a thing that was not to get back on the psychology train like we did a couple days ago or whatever. We can talk about whatever you the, want, Tate. It's Snack Break with Dan and Tate. The, the people, they come here to hear bad advice given by two out-of-touch white dudes <laughs> from the suburbs. That's what the people are here for. So don't apologize. Okay, okay. You just talk about your pop psychology. No, it, there was like a study that does show that your brain has a limited amount of brain fuel, whatever you want to call it. And it can only focus on certain things for so long before basically there is a threshold. Once you cross that threshold, you're now less likely to be able to focus or make good decisions on things. And they did a bunch of studies that tested that. And then only in 2016 was that kind of started. People are starting to figure out that it's actually a little bit more complex than that. And there might actually be a way to basically like increase your thresholds, manipulate your thresholds of brain capacity. Hack the system. No, well, sure. It may just sound like a hack because old psychology would say there is a limit, but new psychology says there might not be a limit. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my morning consisted of getting stuck on an issue that just got passed from team to team to team to team, (laughs) back and forth, (laughs) eternally, forever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it will never end. It was. It, it started. Started. Back, it started be- in the '60s, thousands of years ago, <laughs> before Sigourney Weaver, before Subdonalds even existed. <laughs> Somehow, another company that is no longer all around gave this ticket to Subdonalds. Would you guys be interested interested in Subdonalds merch? Like, if we made, if we had, like, our buddy to- Brenton make a Subdonalds logo, like a T-shirt. I want a T-shirt that has like a nasty meatball sub burger. <laughs> like, like dripping with grease sauce, like cur- oh gosh <laughs> oh my gosh um so amidst that while i'm working this never-ending issue that's just like descending into eternal hell i'm also having an argument about i don't know we, are you, do you want, are we gonna do the controversy episode Oh, are you ready know. to get deep? Are you ready to talk know. about some real controversial stuff? Does it pertain to Subdonalds? Uh, it pertains to, not specifically to okay. Subdonalds, no. Okay, it anything. Okay, cool. It pertains to... Vague it. Make it vague. Okay. Women in tech. Okay. And specifically... <laughs> and this is the last episode of <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, the concept 
of the use of quotas, enforcing hiring quotas in order to encourage and affirm women in the technological space. Now, let me start off by saying I love women. Prove it. I have two Prove it. I have two little women and I'm raising them to kick all of the men's asses. <laughs> all right? I'm a huge advocate for women and I think it's I'm great. Sorry. I think a woman should I'm be able sorry. What? Let's stop here. You're not a woman, <laughs> so you cannot have any opinions about women. But it's my show. Oh, oh. Wow. And people come here to hear my out of touch concepts and ideas. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> So I love women. I think a woman should be able to do whatever freaking job she wants to do. If she wants to be an auto mechanic, you get a girl. If you want to be a server technician, also get a girl, okay? However, this is the issue is there's this language going around that's like we want to see a 50-50 uh, gender workforce by year whatever. And I'm like, language went around here. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah, I'll show you in a little bit. But anyway, I was like, whoa, 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 pump on the brakes. So I looked up some gender studies and stuff because I'm really, really interested in this type of stuff, like psychological stuff and and stuff like that. You you know that. But specifically, like also like cultural things and social dynamics. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I got to dig deeper. So I found some really good studies from Stanford that they did on um, participation in uh, computer science and technology amongst women. And only uh, in the last like five years, only 18% of women are getting degrees in computer sciences or technological fields. Now, they prefer humanity studies. Now, we have to A, realize that not a lot of people in that sector are going to college anymore. So we will, we will factor that okay. in. True. And then also, we need to make sure that there could be very possibly some sort of societal uh, bent. That has made this like a boys club and uh, prohibited and sure. or discouraged women sure. from doing so. 18%, probably not an accurate gauge of like actual sure, interest. So let's boost it a little bit. But let's boost it, right? Now, even if we double that, we get 38. 36. 36. Good job, Tate. <laughs> so if we double that, we get 36. <laughs> you passed. <laughs> but we're trying to force a 50%. Mm. That seems counterproductive because we're actually trying to hire more women for this role than are actually potentially interested in it which isn't in anybody's best service it's gonna get real weird we're gonna get to this place because statistically women do prefer desire the study of humanities whether that be in scholastics or psychology or education education yeah things like that uh and so when a little girl is sitting there who wants to grow up to be let's say a therapist right and she's hearing that it's actually a more glorious thing to become a STEM field expert. She might feel something like uh, insecurity about that or, or perhaps or like... pressure. Or pressure. Yeah, either one of those. Um, and then and that's actually happening a lot in the like Asian cultures today. That pressure. That yeah. pressure is there on a heavy, in a heavy level uh, to go into STEM. It's, and it's the same actually even for males in Asian cultures too. Well, one of my friends brought up a really interesting point, which was this is a potentially six-figure income uh, career. Uh, we'd be having a very different conversation if we were talking about, like, food service or plumbing or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not as high profile and it's not jobs that, like, 
You know what I mean? That was kind of the, and maybe it's a logical fallacy. I was trying to be very careful to like think rationally and logically, but I said, well, I mean, should we be forcing 50-50 quotas in like auto mechanics or plumbing or, or road work? Road, well, see, so construction's a little bit of a different argument because now you're bringing actual physicality into it. Okay. Now okay. you're bringing biology into it. Well, which machine, machines are great at. But True, anybody, but it's still, it's still. I, I was trying to keep it out of the physical realm okay. because STEM okay. is not a physical Let's say thing. This, a forklift driver. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Why are we not pushing for a fifty-fifty quotas in the forklift community? You know. I don't know. Is I it because know. women are bad drivers? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. This is a joke, guys. All right. Well, um, like Jordan Peterson has a lot to say on this issue, and because he has spoken out a ton on this, he gets like raked over the coals on that issue along with other issues. Because he's basically saying like, put put a person, regardless of their gender, in any job that they want. Let them choose the job they desire. Sure. Okay. So if there is a good old boys club happening, that's bad. Right. That is bad. Right. And that should be deemed like if there is objective evidence Stop that it. proves that. That per- that company should be uh, like wiped from their reputation. They should people should be discouraged to work there because it's a good old boys club. I agree with that. And if that is subdonalds, right? Then I actually would support the let's say like boycotting of something like of that policy or of that attitude. I would say I don't subscribe to that attitude. In fact, I think it's detestable, and I would be willing to speak out against it. But that's not what really the issue that's happening. Instead, the uh, rather than saying let's find out if this is a good old boys club, it's like. Let's assume it's a good old boys club. Oh, right. That's, it definitely then, is because look at how, like, look at the percentages. And then Jordan Peterson also says, like, we've only had w- women working in the workplace of specifically, like, stem cell research or, or stem cell research. Stem cell. Gosh. Right? <laughs> stem, <laughs> stem uh, careers for, like, since the 20s and 40s, right? So it's very, very new concept to history. And so he goes back to, like, he takes it way back, thousands of years. And he's like, okay, so let's put it into perspective for only... 80 years have we had this, or let's say even 40 years, have we had this kind of phenomenon of changing the way society works, which is a good thing. It's only a good thing. Like, women who want to do STEM careers are now able to do STEM careers. That's amazing. That's only happened in the past 40 years. So, there are a bunch of CEOs and top-level management that are, let's say, not dead yet. They're not dead. So, in other words, they were born before that time right and we're just kind of waiting for them to die or change their minds on some things that are actually really beneficial to society so i just wish lower levels of employing and and careership those probably would see more women match up with that statistic whether it's 18 percent or whether it's 36 percent or whether let's say let's say it is 50 percent let's say exactly half of the gen of the population of individuals uh are like equally split 50 percent one of women want to do stem careers 50 percent of men want to do stem careers if that's the case you're going to see that happen today in lower levels now we just need to wait like another 40 years till that upper management dies or changes their mind or we could fire them well so anyway we got in this big argument in the chat and it turned into this kind of an ordeal and i started like people started slinging like some shade at me like i'm some big misogynist bigot that's true and i was you are and i was like i was getting kind of frustrated with the whole thing was very mentally exhausting and emotionally frustrating for me because that's not the point i was trying to like i try to be very rational with things you know 
and, and see it from all sides. And see it from all sides. And that wasn't the point. I, I wasn't trying to make a point that we like shouldn't hire women. You were just trying what, to ask. No, but like literally what I got about. to in the end was I was like, here's the deal. I wish all interviews could be 100%. I wish there were some special goggles, like a VR headset or something that an interviewer could wear. And they have headphones in so they can't hear your real voice. And they got a VR headset on. And you walk in the room and the, the and you're like, it's the same model every time. Okay. No matter what. Okay. It's it's the same model. It's whatever the scientists choose to be like the most generic human figure ever. It's not male, it's not female, but it can express emotion and it has a, like a voice that's very normal, right? Sure. You know what I mean? I wish that's how interviews could be conducted. I wish the interviewer didn't know if I'm an effing woman, a man, black, Asian. It does like it shouldn't matter. I think like and I, I, I don't know maybe I'm crazy but I just like I just feel like the most qualified person with the best ideas should get the job period if a woman and me are going for the same job and she's better than me I hope she freaking crushes me and goes on to become the CEO yeah but if she's not like shame on that company for hiring her yeah because that's not cool bro yeah not only not cool for me but not cool for the team that she's gonna go work with now who has to deal with somebody who's underqualified we need to have... Just because of their, something as arbitrary as their gender. If we want true equality... I'm on my soapbox! If we want true equality, it needs to be actual equality where it's like, we don't care what you are. We care what you can do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's all I'm trying... That's all I was trying to say. But I said that and, like, a couple people, like, raged out. Yeah. And were like... Yeah, you... Thought that that was super, like, offensive. I've and I was like, how route. is... I don't understand how that's offensive. I've gone down that route. I'm literally just saying, like, I want the person who kicks the most ass to win. (laughs) I don't see how that's controversial. I I can't explain it either. (laughs) Because, well, for one... I, okay, I try really hard to be an empathetic person and put myself in the shoes of another person. Yes, and I—that's why I started the conversation. I, I wanted to well, hear yeah. the other side's argument. But I people, wanted to the understand. People that get frustrated it. about like the. There's people that get frustrated about a misogynistic person, and I understand that. So I can put myself in that, their shoes and be frustrated with them, or I can understand their frustration. Then there's people that are frustrated by people like you who say, "I need to evaluate this with an unbiased approach and just statistical data." Right. I don't care about the, like, I don't want to bring in my emotions into it and like the current state of social dynamics. I want to just look at it objectively and say like, scientifically and factually speaking, like, are we, are we like going down a rabbit trail here? I cannot put myself in that person's shoes who gets frustrated at someone like you who's just trying to solve it from an unbiased opinion. Like... That person, I can't understand, and I wish I could. It's I, like they get mad because I'm not subscribing to the way they think. They wouldn't word it like that. I'm not conforming, and so I'm like, like I'm problematic. It's like a, it's like a virus in the Matrix or something. Like, oh, we've got to get rid of this thing because it's, it's like trying to screw with the programming. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe. I wonder how they would word it. And unfortunately, I've never been able to have a conversation with a person. No, they always cut it off. Yeah. They yeah. always cut it off. Yeah. They're like, I can't talk about this anymore with you. But we're but done here. There's somebody out there that can articulate Man, it. Man, I hope so. I just want to find that person. Every time I try, it's just like, I just get like, kind of atta- attacked. It, and it wasn't, you know, and some of the, I'm, some of the guys that were in this conversation might be listening to this episode. I definitely wasn't being like maliciously and viciously attacked, sure. Sure, sure, sure. but I was feeling like I was being like, 
you know, like I rolled at or something like, sure, okay, okay, here we go. All right, we're done. I'm not talking about like, you're, you're wrong. Just, Just like avoidance. Yeah. Oh, like it, it turned into an avoidance thing. And I was like, that's a shame. Cause I really was, I was trying to get to the bottom of it. And I would just wanted to hear like, Hey, I'm throwing this out there. I'm just spitballing here. If you disagree, like let me let me hear what's, your stuff. Like send me your stuff back. What's that documentary about the the black guy who goes into KKK communities and tries to like con- I don't know, but that convert sounds, them. That sounds awesome. We that is something good to watch because and I heard I've heard it's good to watch. This guy basically goes into KKK communities and tries to just have conversations with them and just try to be like, "Hey, I'm a normal human being. Why don't you connect with me and let's just connect as humans rather than I don't know, bringing all of your prejudices in here. And most of the time, the people that he talks to have been in KKK families and generations for years, and so they're kind of, like, brainwashed. And they meet this guy, and they realize how nice he is. I think he's, like, a, going, I think he's like a pastor or something like that also. Oh, God, also, you know what I just realized? He also goes into prisons and stuff. What? I'm pretty sure my phone's connected to my Bluetooth headset right now. Oh, no. So this episode's going to sound like garbage turds. Is it? Dang. Oh, yeah. Redo? Well, that sucks. That was a fun talk, though. We can redo it. I'll listen. Well, I got to get back. I'll listen to it and uh, see. What I'm happens. saying we can do it, redo it later. Yeah. <laughs> well, at two thirty, if this worked out, I can't tell yet. But uh, there you go. Snack break. Thank you guys for listening, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time. Whatever. We don't. Whatever. Care. I, we don't I, care. I don't know. Maybe it'll sound fine. <laughs>